The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine authentic power. And now here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there and welcome to today's show got a great show for you and I have a wonderful guest. We're, it's really a show of two halves today and it's all about investment. I'm going to talk to you about investing in yourself and then I have a great guest, Hattie Fawcett, who's going to talk to you about how you can get investors in your business and how you can position yourself. But before we get started, I just want to remind you that we are very, very proud to be members of B1G1 buy one give one and for every um, guest that comes on we um, will donate on their behalf for every comment or question that you ask live during the show or through email after the show if you're listening to the replay then we actually donate uh, meals for the hungry education um, uh, also um, health things or environmental things so just use the first couple of letters um, in your um, your request or your email and we will make sure that that donation goes through but more of that later so let's talk about investing in ourselves i find it really interesting how many people are prepared to invest in a new handbag or to a suit or to invest the money in terms of going out for a drink or a new car which actually doesn't do much to move you on to create a quality of life that was different to that that you had already. And yet by investing time and sometimes money in yourself, that you can raise yourself to a, a very different place, a place where you have access to so many more opportunities. And I wanted to be really clear with you about investing in yourself and what I mean. I've met many people along the way who think that going on a course is in and of itself an investment. Now, it can be a fabulous investment, but if you go on the course and you don't do anything differently at the end of the course than you did at the beginning of the course, then you have to question how big an investment is that? If you've read a self-help book and you know that there are loads of my books, for example, on Amazon, those people who actually read the book and try out some of the principles and strategies are investing not only in the book, but in the time and the, the real deep thought about what's working in their life and what they want to change. That's the true investment. Investing in self-care, making sure that you are the most vibrant, energetic and healthy person that you can be physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, those are real investments that will actually pay and keep paying dividends. But if you're just 
jogging along in the same old, same old way. You'll continue to do the same old thing. You'll get the same result as you've always got. Investing in you means that you value you, that you actually recognize that you are worth that investment, whether that is in terms of time and or money. And the interesting thing is that if you don't value you, will anybody else? If you don't value you, are you giving yourself the very best opportunity and giving yourself um, the wherewithal, the tools with which to not only recognize those opportunities, but to actually grab them and to make the most of them? Now, most people think about education starting at preschool and going on to, well, for some people, they'll leave. Um, at the end of secondary or high school, or it could be when they've gone to college or um, you know, post-degree, postgraduate, and they go on to do masters and doctorates and so on. And they see education and investing in their education in that very specific way. But I want you to think about investing in yourself in a much broader sense. It may be that investing in yourself is giving yourself some of the skills so that you can use your leisure time in a more uh, productive way. And by productive, I don't necessarily mean that you end up with an end product, but by productive, I mean that it recharges your battery, that it in engages you in a way that you feel much better at the end. Investing in yourself can come in so many ways. And it could be that investing in yourself is giving yourself some quiet time each day to journal or to meditate or and to meditate, to get out in the garden, to do something creative, because you know that at the end of the time spent doing that, you're going to feel so much more resourced. Investing in yourself can be as simple as drinking more water and doing some deep breathing exercises. That's investing in time things that will make a difference. And if you are interested in journaling, if you go to Amazon, there's loads of self-help um, and uh, journals with very specific interests and some that are much more general. If you go to my page, you'll find that there's lots there and they're very inexpensive and they're quite a good way to get into journaling because each day you're given a prompt which can help you. But what about things like gratitude? Do you invest in yourself in a way we, where you are present, where you are in the moment, because then you can't be worrying about the past or anxious about the future. Do you actually enjoy each moment? I work with a lot of people who are trying to identify what their purpose is. And they get, before we start working, they've often got very frustrated that they don't know what their purpose might be. And then when we talk about living life purposefully and making the most of each moment, recognizing that, you know, by being mindful of your health and vitality, there is a purpose within that. And so often all of those practices which lead to health, vitality, um, and to a, a real connection with your inner wisdom and ultimately with source, then discover that their true purpose in life becomes much clearer. And it's a great starting point 
but it also leads to you being curious rather than I've got to find my purpose and I've got to find it now um, because it doesn't work like that for many, many people. Some people are born knowing exactly what their purpose is, but for others, it's about being curious about what fulfills you. But investing in yourself can also mean that if you're struggling, for example, if you've been abused or you don't quite know what direction to go in or you're, you know what direction you want to go in but you can't find a way of getting there, then investing in a great coach, somebody to support you, hold your hand and at the same time give you a kick up the bottom if you need it, that's a huge investment um, in terms of what you're going to get out of it particularly if you engage. But I suppose for me, the most important message that I hope you'll take out of this, life isn't a spectator sport. You know, it's, it's very nice to go and watch the football or the hockey or the um, basketball or the football, but ultimately watching it is not the same as engaging in it. It's your life. You're the common denominator. Investing in you means that you will improve your quality of life. And even if it's good, you can make it even better. But recognizing that as the common denominator, it is for you to engage with the process. You're not a victim to it. Nobody can actually do it for you. They can signpost it. They can offer you practical strategies that have been known to work in other situations. But ultimately, the deciding factor is you. And in the same way that somebody can sit in a classroom and sit there for years and years and years and come out no wiser and no more skilled than they went in, if you want a great quality of life, then investing in yourself is really, really important. Now, if you're listening or watching this, I want you to ask you, what's your dream? If you had the dream life, what would it look like? What would it sound like? What would be part of that? Because understanding what it is that you want is for many people a real departure. They know what they don't want. They're very clear about what they don't want, but they keep regurgitating what they don't want rather than actually couching this in terms of what they do. And if you remember the uh, program that we had with Michael Lozier, for example, who wrote uh, The Law of Attraction, what did he say? He said that if you focus on what you do want rather than what you don't want, then you're much more, more likely to achieve it. I take that step further. Identify what you do want and then plan backwards to where you are now and create those steps. Investing in that time, whether you're talking about your personal life or your business, is really important. I was talking to somebody who is about to become a client yesterday, and they were saying, very successful business, uh, turns over several million a year. But he and his uh, management um, group, he, he, what he was saying is, we're constantly reacting rather than pro being proactive. And to be proactive, you have to invest the time in order to be strategic. And then, of course, there's going to be some elements which are reactive. 
but you can only be proactive when you have been strategic and you've got things in place. Now, that is actually true of your private life as well, your personal life, your relationships. You know, investing in the time. If you've got a relationship and you want it to be great, you have to invest some time in that. You have to have some skin in the game and actually you know, want to know about that partner and what they need, how they need you to be, and they need to know the same for you. All of these things require an investment on your part. And the interesting thing is that the more you invest and the more wisely you invest, the greater the return. And when we come back after the break, we're going to be talking about how do you attract investors into your business? And I would say to you, before you start to look for investors in your business, are you investing in yourself in your business? And we'll talk more about that after the break. You, it's your choice. You can carry on doing what you're doing. Or if you really want to get the best out of life, I would urge you to put aside some time and some money and invest it wisely with people who can help you become the best you can be consistently and more easily because they are well, the equivalent of a guide that's going to stop you going you know, into deep waters or into the quicksand or cul-de-sacs. Um, they'll help you find the quickest and most efficient way to get to where you want to be. Don't go away because after the break, I'm going to introduce Hattie Fawcett to you. And she is an amazing lady who has so much experience in helping businesses find the right investor and being ready to do that. So see you after the break. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. 
Choose Your Journey of Self-Discovery, where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-you.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there. Let me introduce my guest to you. I'm going to read her bio. Hattie Fawcett is the founder of Focused for Business. She's on a mission to make it quicker and easier for founders to raise equity investment. Hattie runs an eight-week funding accelerator which shows startup founders how to prepare for investment, how to find the right investors for their business, and how to close the deal quickly. In the last 12 months, Hattie has raised over £4 million for the startup she works with with individual businesses raising between £10,000 and £840,000. Now, in today's current climate, finding the right investor is so important, but it's not just as easy as Oliver going and with his begging bowl and saying, please, sir, can I have some or can I have some more? You have to be investment ready. So without more ado, let me introduce Hattie Fawcett to you. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So how does somebody become the sort of expert that you've become? It's an interesting uh, job to do. So I'd be very interested to know, how did you get here? It's a a long journey, really, Gina. (laughs) I, I would not have imagined myself doing this if we'd spoken, I don't know, even 10 years ago, I suspect I wouldn't have realized this was where I would be. Um, originally, I was a marketeer and um, worked for uh, some some wonderful companies in the UK, moonpig.com, woolworths.co.uk, and really enjoyed that. But something was not was missing for me. Um, and it took me doing an MBA at Imperial College in London, and then joining a friend I made on that program in his startup to realize that the thing that really lights my fire is creating businesses from scratch in those really early days and helping them to grow. Um, And I I did that uh, in in this business that I joined off the back of an MBA. Then I did it again with my own business. um, And that business grew quite quickly. So to make the most of it, I had to learn how to raise investment. And as I said, at that point, I'd never done it before. So I made mistakes along the way and you learn from your mistakes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, but ultimately, I um, raised two rounds of funding for that business. And I then went on to look after some of the investments that Kelly Hoppen made when she was a dragon on the TV show Dragon's Den. It's a bit like Shark Trank in the States. And so I've seen investment from both sides of the fence what it takes to raise investment as a founder, but then what angel investors and other types of investors are looking for when they back your business. And and knowing that, I've sort of stumbled in a way into doing what I do now, which is making it quicker and easier for early stage businesses to raise investment. And I absolutely love it because I'm using all the experience that I've had over the course of you know, these various careers I've had um, and, and bringing it all together and allowing people to see um, a way through this this slightly smoke and mirrors world of raising investment. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I was talking to somebody just this week who um, they run a charity and they said that they were planning on, uh, on um, 
going for grants, which I know it's somewhat different. And we started to talk and I asked her for some clarity about what it was she was um, the charity did and what they how they were going to raise uh, what they were raising the money for. And what struck me is that there was very little clarity about the organization and how they were uh, were operating and they were just going to go and say give us the money and anybody who's watched dragon's den or shark tank will know that it doesn't work like that you can get your fingers burnt very quickly so i just want to before i ask you some questions about the principles and so on for those of you who are listening who aren't in the uk whilst there there are some differences the underpinning principles would you say are the same wherever you are in the world in terms of being ready to be investable in that's not very good language but you know what i mean i i absolutely do and and you're right the principles of raising investment are the same some of the legal jurisdiction and the legal documentation relating to the final deal that is struck and signed may vary depending on your your geographic location and the and the legal yeah. system that you're using in that area but actually the principles of preparing for investment talking to investors and then negotiating a deal are the same yeah. um yeah so imagine that I'm a, a, a business person and I've come to you. What are the things, what are the common mistakes that people make? And what do you think makes people to be a, a good investment? Because effectively they're investing in you, aren't they? They are. And, and you and sometimes your founding team, um, certainly uh, a lot of investors like to back a founding team but the people in that team and the extent to which they're the right people because they've invested in their skills their competence their knowledge um that makes them more investable than than uh than others shall we say yes but, but you ask about the mistakes I, I think one of the most common mistakes i see is that um people look to approach investors when really all they have is an idea in their head they haven't started to either flesh out and, and, and think about how that idea might come to reality, whether that's written on a business plan or perhaps even more usefully from an investor's perspective, started to make things happen. You know, if you've got an idea for a product or a service, can you start to develop that before you go for investment, even if it's not the all singing, all dancing version of what you're going to ultimately create but it's enough to test whether people really want what you're selling um, and I think that's one of the most common mistakes thinking you're just going to raise money off the back of a good idea you can but that's the exception rather than the rule and it's much easier to raise investment if you can get to a product get people using that product or service and ideally start testing how you attract more customers so you know what 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 might the routes to market be the marketing plan the the channels you're going to use because you know i think often people don't see it from the other point of view they just see it as the bank that's going to just give them money i suppose rather like the bank of mum and dad you don't have to create a business plan do you for the bank of mum and dad you just say can i have some please and, and if they're willing and able, they'll give it to you. But I wonder, you know, from your experience, 
what are the things that investors are really looking for? And if we start off, you talked about the founding team. And some people might not be familiar with that phrase, but we're talking about new uh, new businesses. And actually, there are more businesses being started up now than probably at any time in history, aren't there? It's really true. I read a wonderful statistic that there's 76 businesses being created every hour in the UK at the moment, um, which is a phenomenal statistic. So if um, that's that's the number in the UK, if you actually translate it into the US, mm -hmm. I suspect we're talking about multiple times that. And then well, globally, that with knobs on. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yes and and the and the people behind these businesses are really important whether it's a single founder the person who has the idea and gets the business off the ground or whether there's a co-founding team so a group of two or three or four people who come together to make the idea happen as a general rule it is easier to attract investment if you've got more than one person um, in the founding team but as a really sort of general um, sort of starting point for what do investors, what are investors looking for? I, I think there's three things you've got to think about. It's about being clear about what the opportunity is and conveying that to investors with great clarity. I, I use a, a mechanism called the seven essentials of a successful pitch, the seven key pieces of information that investors want. The, the second thing you've got to be clear about is about where you are on the journey, because mm -hmm. different investors get involved at different stages because okay. there's a different degree of risk and we all have different attitudes to risk. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's important to be clear about where you are. Um, investors often talk about traction. They say, how much traction have you got? Um, and it, it baffled me for a little while as to, to what traction might actually be. But I, I boil it down to an equation. It's about having um, a product or service, often called your minimum viable product or your MVP. So it's mm -hmm. not the all singing or dancing version, but at least it solves a problem. Having got that, you want to add your first happy users or better still, your first paying customers. The distinction there is about whether they love it so much they're willing to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And then when you've got those two things, you want to multiply those two things by a proven and predictable marketing machine. And that's really um, about being able to say, if you spend X amount of pounds on Y number of marketing channels, you'll get Z number of new customers. And that, ha that happens every time, X plus Y equals Z, every time you do it predictably without fail or within a range at any rate. So that's, that's the second thing you need to be able to articulate with evidence where you are on that traction equation. Have you got the product? What does it look like? How many customers are they paying you? What sort of revenue can you get more customers? And what does that cost you each time you do it? And then I think the other thing that investors really want to know is what's in it for me? Um, because this isn't um, philanthropy. This no. is investment for uh, with a view to getting a return on their investment. So they want to make money in the long term and different investors will have different time periods for yes. um, making that return. But that's really important. So you have to talk about how you value your business. What you, how many shares are you selling for the money that is being offered mm -hmm. by the investor? 
and you have to talk for, for the investor about how they'll get their money back. And that usually means talking about an exit, um, a way in which you might sell or um, sell the shares in the business down the line. And these, you know, it seems odd sometimes, I often think, to start talking about exit when you're right at the beginning of the journey. But I was really um, caught by what you said in your little introductory um, talk before I came in about you have to start with the end in mind, really. You have to think about yes. what is the result you want and work back from there. And that's exactly what investors are doing. Yeah. They're thinking about the result they want and then they're working back to where you are today. Thank you. That's that's really clear. I suspect, though, there are many people who are just starting out in their business who are thinking, I haven't got any customers or I've got a very few. And certainly I have no idea what my uh, marketing um, equation is going to look like. Yeah. And I know that you um, you offer um, the opportunity to get help people get ready because yeah. Well, before we go there, my my gut feeling, tell me if I'm wrong, is that you get one bite of the cherry with an investor, that if you don't actually make the most of that opportunity, it doesn't hang about. You can't keep revisiting it because they'll have gone on to something else. Would you say that's true? I think in many ways it is true um, in that you have one chance to make a good impression with an investor. They're busy people. They'll give you a limited period of time to make that impression on them. And then they're going to make up their minds whether this is the opportunity for them or they're going to move on and look at some of the other many opportunities that if they're serious investors come across their desk every day. Um, so, yeah, you do have one opportunity um, to make that good impression. So it is important to be ready when you go for investment. But I think it's also important from, from your perspective as the, the owner or the founder of a business, because raising investment is a distraction. It's, it's very time consuming and it takes your eye off the ball of the day-to-day -day business of running your business. Mm -hmm. When you're out having meetings with investors and presenting your business pitch and talking about your financial forecast, you're not there in the business, running the business day to day. And you know there are some statistics that say at the moment it can take 15 months to close a funding round. Well, that's a huge amount of time to spend with your eye off the ball and not on your business. So the way I like to encourage um, uh, people to think is absolutely, you've got one chance and do it in a focused way. It's three months is a, is a typical campaign for working out whether you're going to raise investment, preparing for raising investment, speaking to investors and closing the deal. And if you don't do it in that period of time, well, maybe you should stop, pause, take the feedback from the investors, look at what might need tweaking or improving in your business, do those things and then go again and do a, a try for investment at, at a later date with those things in place rather than continually bang your head against a brick wall and go and pitch endlessly but always get the same result of no investment um, i mean ultimately that rule is for everything in life isn't it you know my favorite definition um uh, a quote is uh, Einstein's definition of madness is to keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. I have to say, to some extent, we all do it at times. Of course. But particularly in the business world, when when investors, as you say, are very busy people, and there are so many businesses who want their investment, 
it's not as if there's a shortage of people asking uh, for investors to invest in them. You have got to stand up your head above the, uh, the crowd, so to speak, haven't you? Absolutely. Um, you know, with that figure of 76 businesses being in being created an hour, now not every single one of those is going to be going for investment, but you can see the sort of choice of opportunity that investors have. And, you know, there is competition for their money. So they are going to put their money where they perceive it is going to give them the best result. So you have to work hard to demonstrate why your business is investable um, and more investable and more likely to deliver a return than any other business they might be looking at. I think that's such sage advice. It's so important for people to recognise that, you know, this is a, a crowded market. And if you can't sell your business to an investor, I suppose you also have to ask the question, are you selling your business to your client base, to your customers? Uh, because you need the same level of clarity about what it is you are offering and how you're offering it for them, don't you? So it's good practice, not just for the investment, but also in terms of your organisation to yeah. have that level of clarity. And in my experience of working with businesses, and I've worked with many, not startups, but usually businesses who want to take their business to the next level, one of the reasons that they are limited is because they don't have that clarity and it's that the sheer drive has taken them so far, but then they get stuck because uh, they haven't got the strategic planning in place or the right people or the right skill set. They haven't got that clarity. That's absolutely right. And, and clarity is key. And I, I think it's difficult. Let's be honest, when you're working in your business, sometimes it is difficult to step back and and see what you're working on in a day-to-day -day way from other through other people's eyes, through other people's um, viewpoints. Um, and, and that's why I think um, working with um, a coach or going through a program to help prepare yourself for investment is absolutely key because it's their role to keep the bigger perspective, ask the right questions yeah. and draw out from within um, you know, what it is that you do know as a business owner, yeah. you will have the information. You just perhaps didn't realize its relative importance to an investor or you didn't know how to uh, couch the, the, the different aspects um, of, of what an investor is looking for. You know, I mentioned there's seven things an investor yeah. wants, and some of those you're quite right overlap with what you need to be able to share with a um, with a customer, so that they will be looking at you know what is the problem you're solving, and you've definitely got to know that if you're going to yeah. serve your customers correctly. You need to be able to talk about who experiences that problem and how you can reach them. So who's your audience, your target market? Um, you need that. You need to know that as a business owner as well. So you will have that, and and you need to be able to show how you monetize the opportunity, how you make money. Um, it, that's really important. Then an investor is looking at traction. Where are you on the journey? That equation I mentioned. Yeah. Um, and then they want to know about the team. Really important. The skills of the team, the experience, the sector knowledge of the team, because it is people that make things happen. And so if you can't talk, um, if you haven't got built around you a good team and you can't explain what they bring to the business, then there's there's a problem there from an investor's perspective. And, and then it's the final thing, they, they want to know that what, what's, what's in it for them. And that's about valuation and term sheet. 
Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I mean, what struck me is that, you know, I work with businesses um, strategically about helping them um, be more successful, be more profitable in a holistic way. And that's a lot about making the most of their own leadership by looking within and becoming the leader within their own lives and the leader of the business. And then the skill set in terms of getting the best out of people. But it's really interesting that I would not work with businesses who were trying to prepare for investment specifically. That's not my area of expertise. And I think what it highlights is how often you need a hybrid in terms of help and investment. That, you know, someone who has gone that distance, who understands the issue, someone like yourself in terms of investment, who knows it from both sides. My expertise is leadership and people and strategic planning. And as you said, there are little bits, there are, well, there's quite a lot of overlap. There's definite overlap, yeah. But when you're talking about investment, for me, that's something that has so many aspects of it, which are very specific and therefore investing and having that expertise and somebody who can demonstrate how to do that effectively and efficiently makes a lot of sense. But it's interesting, isn't it, how many businesses or business owners who struggle on and who to think I'm not making enough money so I won't invest when actually they it's the very time that they need to invest in order to get themselves over the uh, this huge hump from struggling to thriving. Yeah. And and another, I mean, I totally agree with all of that, Gina. And there's one thing I would add in that sometimes going through that process, it, certainly of preparing for investment, allows you to see things that perhaps you haven't seen for yourself in the business and that yeah. you fix as part of preparing yes. for investment. And actually, that gives you choice because at the end of that process, you may go, oh, well, hang on, we may not need as much investment as we thought, or we may not need investment at all, or at least not yet, maybe in another yeah. year. And and that, that allows you back into the driving seat, back in this position of control of saying, well, actually, we're not going to go for investment after all, we're going to choose not to. Or we are going to go for investment, even though we don't need to, because this will allow us to move faster or allow us to do something quicker or whatever it is that, 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 that it unlocks for you. So, but it's, it's that process that yeah. allows you to see that and make the choice powerfully. Yeah. It's really interesting, is it? Because so many people think that if you throw money at something, that will create success. When in my experience in my own business and also in the many businesses I've worked with, that is not the case. You know, mm -hmm. there, it is about how you use your resources, people, time, energy and money. They're all finite resources and you can use your money to buy other people's expertise, experience and time. But it's interesting, isn't it? Though you think that those investors will want return on their investment. Yes. If you are paying back your investor um, for the money that they've lent you, that's great if it's really adding value. But if it's not, that's a drain on your profits that otherwise would have been going into your coffers to do with whatever it is you choose. Yes. And, and that's why where equity investment comes into play rather than a loan, um, which it does get paid back. 
generally with early stage businesses where investors buy equity, that's shares in your business or stock in your business, depending on the language you like to use. Um, when they're buying shares, there is an expectation actually that they're not going to get that money back until such point as the business has grown in size, in revenue generation, in hopefully in profit as well. Um, and another business, one option might be another business comes along and wants to buy the business in order to bolt it on to their business and allow them to deliver a better service to their customers or enter a new market, yeah. or there's lots of reasons why you might buy a business or you grow the business to such an extent that actually you decide to float on a stock exchange mm -hmm. um, and then you provide in in doing either of those things either this the sale to another business or a float on the on a on a stock exchange your investor can sell their shares and they're generally selling them at a higher price than that at which they bought them and therefore they're getting a return but to do that you have to have created value in the business mm -hmm. and and actually most early stage investors don't want you to pay them back with dividends they'd rather you put the money back into the business used mm -hmm. it to do more marketing develop more products build a better team because that will help the business grow. So you're investing yeah. in the business. And then in time, maybe that's three years, five years, seven years, timeframes vary, they get their money back because somebody wants to buy the business. And that's yes. the real return that they're after. Brilliant, thank you. Now I know you have a program that helps business owners ensure that they are investment ready. Would you like to describe that program to our viewers and listeners? Yes, um, it's called Funding Accelerator and it's an eight-week program um, that uses a methodology um, called the key to unlocking investment. It's a methodology I've developed over several years now. Um, if you think about a key, you pick it up by the head and you position it in the lock. And that's where we start with Funding Accelerator. How do you position all of the assets in your business in the right way to attract the right investor for your business because different investors are looking for slightly different things. Then if you think about the key, a key has usually got three little prongs on it and we look at three things, traction, that equation I mentioned, how do you evidence that? How much money are you raising? The ask. Um, and that's important that you, you get the ask right, not just in terms of the shopping list you might want to buy for things in your business, but also for the milestones that that money is going to allow you to achieve, the key things that will unlock the next level of investment. And the third prong is valuation. If you're going to um, take money into your business, you need to offer value back in the form of how many shares are you going to sell? With those things, we put them into the keyhole, if you like, the pitches, the pitches that unlock investment. You're going to need a pitch deck, a forecast, a valuation. These are the sorts of assets we create on the funding accelerator. And running through the whole process of the accelerator is um, investor targeting, identifying the right investors for you, your business, your stage of business. And then we have a proven outreach process for reaching out to those people, warming them up and getting them on the hook. And that is what the Funding Accelerator does for you. You're in a cohort of people on the same journey. You have mentors supporting you through the journey. You have tools and templates and um, uh, playbooks that show you how to go through the journey. And, and it all ends with pitch day, where you pitch to your peers, the mentors, and the investors that we invite along.
Sounds amazing. And the details have been uh, floating along, but just uh, for ease, where should people contact you? Just uh, if you could say that for those who are uh, who are listening rather than watching. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. You'll find me on there as Hattie Fawcett. I think there's only one, actually. Um, and on my website, which is focusedforbusiness.com. And a really good place to start um, if, you, if you're thinking about raising investment is um, on the homepage of my website, you'll find there's a link that says the Startup Investment Scorecard. It's a really quick little quiz in a way, 20 questions that you can answer that give you uh, an immediate personalized report that says how ready is your business for investment? And that's a great place to start because you don't want to start all this distraction of raising investment unless you're pretty sure you've got everything in place and you're going to succeed. Um, or it's good to identify the areas where there's things that are missing so that you can then apply your focus and come and work with, whether it's me or a different coach or through the funding accelerator, you can work on focusing on those things that investors are gonna look for that are currently perhaps not up to par in your business. I think you have offered people a lot to think about and some really constructive advice and a huge thank you for joining me on the show. Before you go, your choice for B1G1 is to provide education for children. It's it's a, a global project through B1G1. Quality education is one of the most powerful and proven vehicles to achieve sustainable development. And I'm not surprised that that's the one that you have chosen. And we will donate on your behalf to help people around the globe um, achieve a greater level of education. So it just remains thank for me to say a huge thank you for joining me. And, you know, people, if you are in business, this is a lady that you really need to, to make contact with. So thanks thank very you much. Thank so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> it's been great. Thank you. Don't go away. We've just got a few minutes left. Um, after the break, come back. And I'll see you then. Thanks again, Hattie. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. 
If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for a Leadership for Life VIP day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there. I let the interview go on longer than normal because it, it seemed to be such a valuable resource to you all. But I just want to end the show by saying, please do think about investing in yourself. If you look on the websites, that's genuinely-u.com or ginagardnerassociates.co.uk, there are lots of opportunities for you to invest in programs that are designed specifically to help you become the leader in your own life, the leader in your own team or business. They're designed using tried and trusted uh, uh, methodology and principles, and they can make all the difference. If you're not sure where to look, then just email me at gina at genuinely-u.com. But please do make the choice to invest in yourself, to recognize that you are the most amazing commodity, that you are valuable, and that ultimately the more you do invest in yourself, the greater quality of life and the greater success that you will achieve. So take care of yourself, become the leader of your own life. Please spread the word about the program and get other people to come and listen. And we'll see you next week. Take care now. Bye-bye. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.